Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this beautiful Friday morning. And uh, I trust everybody has slept well and uh, ready to hit the day running. Uh, nice to see the sun out this morning. Last couple of days been kind of cloudy and rainy, so glad we've got some beautiful sunshine this morning. So hopefully everybody, everyone will be able to get out and enjoy that uh, today and uh, enjoy their weekend. I know everybody always uh, traditionally looks forward to Fridays, and uh, uh, you know I just realized I did not turn my lights on. That's why I got such a bright light. Give me one second. Let me turn this on. Okay, there we go. That's much better. See how much better the lighting looks now. You can see my beautiful face so much better. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that we always want to make sure that we have proper lighting on our face. Whenever you're applying makeup, let's make sure that we have the proper lighting. So but now that uh, it kind of helps contrast against the uh, outside light coming through my window, doesn't make it uh, makes it a little uh, better. Uh, well, you can see. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, the website still looks real light, but uh, much I can do about that. It always looks much better on my iPad for whatever reason. So, well, that's another day, another uh, uh, life in the chaotic world we live in, and uh, blows me away down in Florida that they in Tampa they made a fake nine one one call just to jump our police officers. It's just. Talk about evil, man. That is just uh, the lowest of the low to, uh, to hear these men and women are putting themselves out there to protect these low-life scum, and they're setting them up for attack. And they wonder why police are stepping down, calling in sick. I, I tell you, I just don't know what they're... Uh, what they think is going to happen, uh, you know, they're, they're a utopian summer of love and uh, CHOP up in Seattle uh, proved uh, that the, how, how necessary it is to have uh, police officers. So uh, it just it blows my mind uh, that uh, they want to dismantle the fact that they're wanting to get rid of our national anthem, the attack on our flag. Francis Scott Key in uh, sitting there uh, from the boat uh, watching the the flag still standing as as the bombs were uh, infiltrating and destroying uh, uh, all all that was around it at that time, and uh, but yet that's considered racist. What they want they want the song by John Lennon. I can only imagine and what could be more of a socialist song out there than I can only imagine. Uh, the fact that uh, imagine there's no religion, there's no government. I mean that's what see, I, the liberals think that they can get have some kind of utopian government out there where there's no God exists and no government and everybody's going to live just happy, happy, happy. No, that's, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to be mass anarchy and chaos. And, um, you know, this starts uh, at uh, these uh, so-called uh, elites, if you will, in Princeton and Harvard and these liberal ideologies. And it filters down into textbooks and into our public schools. And we wonder why uh, you know, uh, there should be no surprise, rather, of what's going on in these protests and these rioting. They've been getting these kids been getting a daily do a good dose of that, uh, eight hours a day uh, for uh, what twelve years of their life. You know, so uh, so no wonder they've been brainwashed, they've been indoctrinated. I mean, just like with homosexuality, they, they get a, a big dose of propaganda with that, and television shows and movies, and you know, and so uh, just like I saw the other day, there's some show. 
uh, coming on and this and the, and the boy saying uh, somebody he likes this girl but he says some guys like girls some guys like boys and some guys like boys and girls I'm like are you kidding me right now are you freaking kidding me you know it's, it's supposed to be like a teenager in high school and I'm just like unbelievable that this this perversion is being propagated as something natural and normal when it's absolutely farthest thing from normal. It's abnormal. It's disgusting. It is repulsive uh, to uh, uh, and it's just you know the the attack on family values and uh, marriage and uh, you know our God created us between man and woman. That's that's what we're supposed to be, and and how the world has perverted that is is beyond. Uh, uh, imagination and uh, these people need prayer and they need the Lord and they need to be in church and uh, uh, it is uh, I tell you what our world I'll tell you it, it, I, I, I feel like it, we have grown way beyond uh, how evil Sodom was I think we've grown past that and um, I'm telling you I think we're truly truly living in the last days so people if you want to have your heart right with the Lord I urge you to do that. I'm telling you, it's it's just a matter of time, and just you know, and and no matter what you say or do, you're going to be considered a racist. So just get that through your head. So don't worry about trying to, or you're a homophobe if you don't uh, support homosexuality. So you know what? All we can do as Christians, you live as God's word tells us to live. People want to name call. They want to tear you down for what you think or what you believe is in, in your convictions as a Christian. Let them. And what's what's a what's a name? Let them name call you. But we got to do what's right in the, in the eyes of the Lord. And because uh, we live in a cancel culture, we live in uh, the land of the offended. And so everybody's going to be offended. Let them. They'll get over it. So that's why I've determined I'm going to do say whatever I, I feel is uh, right, as long as it's within accordance with God's word. I know I'm on the right path, and uh, anything outside of that, then yeah, you are on the wrong path. But uh, we need to show humility, we need to show love, we need to show uh, patience and kindness to those around us, but at the same time, we have to stand on the whole word of God, and uh, even though we will be despised for his name's sake, we have to do it. So just throwing that out there. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's stand, and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. i tell you what, my friends, I hope you take that pledge seriously and uh, realize that uh, uh, come November, uh, if Biden gets in office, uh, this, I'm telling you what, our patriotism, our flag, our national anthem, all that's going, they're going to do everything they can to remove that uh, and to destroy it. And so uh, I hope that you uh, understand the reality and the importance of that pledge and uh you know, when I signed up for the Air Force, that's the oath I took uh, to, to fight uh, enemies, both domestic and abroad. I mean, when I stood right there in the MEP Center in Knoxville, Tennessee, but my uh, raised my right hand and I gave that oath before I got on the plane to go to uh, Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. I made that pledge and I meant what I said. And I, uh, if it means fighting uh, within to preserve our freedom 
and what we hold dear because of those who wish to destroy it and take it. Our liberals, our progressive liberals, want to uh, destroy uh, what this country stands for, and they're making every effort to do so. And they're going to make every effort to keep our president out of office, and I hope you're aware of that. And you're ready to fight, whether an ideological war or, heaven forbid, a physical one. But we've got to stand for what's true and what's right and what this nation stands for. All these, so many people dying to and killing themselves to get here, and then people too stupid to realize what they've got and want to destroy it. So, unbelievable. All right, let's go ahead and look at our Bibles this morning. We're going to look at uh, Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 16 and 17. So, if you have your Bibles handy, or if you don't, I'll bring this up so that you can read along with me this morning. Uh, Daniel 3, 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from out of thine hand, O king. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, look at these passages here. You know, we... Um, you can you have to look at the at the fact of uh, uh, faith and obedience and how that works in conjunction with each other, and uh, you know of course we know that faith is not something we conjure on our own; it's a free gift of God, and uh, faith produces works. Obviously, uh, you know if you are a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and um, then that's going to produce. It's not we don't work our way to heaven, obviously. Uh, but that faith produces works. Our faith in God produces those things that shows a life change within us, that, uh, that once we place our heart with Christ, that it will be evident in how we think, how we see things, how we perceive things, how we react to situations, uh, and our, our uh, want to please the Heavenly Father, to want to tell others about Jesus Christ. You know, that, that's what it's producing because of our love for Christ. We want to do those things that please the Heavenly Father, just like uh, a child wanting to please a parent and doing things. So, oh, look how I clean my room, Mommy. You know, it just, it's not because uh, they were forced to or told to. Now, some kids have to be. <laughs> I don't mind to. But, uh, uh, but you know, I'm just using for an, an example. They did it on their own without being asked because why? They, they were excited. They're like, look what I've done. Look what I've uh, uh, done for you, you know, because they, they wanted to please that parent. Well, that's what we do as children of God. We do those things in order to please the Heavenly Father. But one thing that some people don't think about, even though that faith produces works, we don't think about God working through us. God is working as well. And you know, we can look at uh, Moses and how God revealed himself through the, the burning bush and how that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Moses was asking God to reveal, you know, is this really you, God? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, he, you know, he wanted to be sure uh, that this was God. And maybe something, he thought he was hallucinating or something. You know, who knows, you know, but uh, maybe, you know, he wanted to be sure. And God did reveal himself after he was uh, doing those things that he was called to do. Just like with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here they uh, would not bow before the king. They would not renounce uh, their convictions and their beliefs in the Almighty God. He threw them in the furnace. The furnace was so hot that the very men who went to, to throw them in died. And uh, he looked, he said, uh, he says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, I don't see, he said, I thought we only threw three men in there. He said, I see four. 
And, uh, and it, it was Jesus that was walking in there with them. And here they come out, not even a hair on their head singed and not even smelling of smoke. And, uh, and so not only did it change uh, Nebuchadnezzar, but three other kings uh, turned their lives around and started worshiping God Almighty as well. You know, and so we have to have that faith in God. We have to have that trust and obedience in God and God's will and his calling in our lives. And sometimes we may have to do situations. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I'm sure that uh, maybe they they had to have a certain amount of fear. thinking, man, I'm going to be thrown in this furnace, but you know what? I'm going to do it for God's sake. You know, a lot of people, uh, to me, that is showing proof of um, uh, of God's existence, showing proof of the reality of, 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 a, of a real true living God, because you don't put yourself through torture. You don't allow yourself to die for a lie. You don't, you know, uh, you look throughout history. In fact, my wife wanted uh, uh, to borrow my book uh, of uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and uh, I've read that book in its entirety, and it's, it's amazing, and uh, the horrific ways in which many Christians were tortured and died uh, for Christ's sake. Uh, and how they were tied to stakes and burned and beheaded. And, and yet they, the whole time, even though they might have been in agony, they would still raise their hand and praise to God. They would still sing praises to God. You don't do that if, it, if it, your, your faith is built on a lie. If your faith is built on a lie and it's not true, then you're going to relent in a heartbeat. But these men and women of God stood through the most heinous persecutions you could possibly ever imagine. They stood true to uh, their faith in God. And uh, through that faith, uh, we will have that obedience. We will produce that works. And we need to um, seek out God's will. Now, God's will may not always be clearly evident or, or is God's sovereign will. Uh, you know, I think that could be clearly seen uh, with Joseph and his brothers. You know, they may, God may have, may have been silent uh, and they weren't even aware of what was going on and what was happening as he was being sold into slavery. But, you know, through Joseph, he was able to save the lives of his family and uh, those of Egypt uh, because of his obedience to God, even though he was through heinous situations. You know, even he said, you meant it for evil, what God meant it for good. He still had that that positive outlook. You know, so many times people are so quick to, to blame God for a, 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 what we feel, how we were wronged in a certain way. But uh, we need to keep that obedient and humble attitude towards God Almighty and say that a certain person might have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And so how do we understand God's will? Well, you know, my dad has throughout the years have said, you know, there's three ways that um, a person can determine God's will in our lives is if it's biblical, if, if, it's, um, uh, if you've prayed about it, have a peace about it. Uh, and um, uh, let's see, if it's, oh, let's see, no, see if it's biblical, you have a piece about it, and it stays on your mind. I think that was the third thing. And, uh, but it may not always be that cut and dry, you know, throughout my life, trying to make decisions about uh, employment opportunities and things. And, and I may have had a piece about it, but I was still anxious. But then again, it seemed like the right thing to do. And, you know, and so it's, sometimes it's hard to determine that. And how do we determine God's will in our lives? You can look at, uh, uh, staying in God's word and in prayer and spending that time with the Lord and seeking him out, seeking his will out and not getting ahead of God. Sometimes we get anxious 
and we get ahead of God and we think, well, this is, you know, because it's something you really want deep down. So you think, well, that must be what God wants and you go for it and it ends a disaster. You're thinking, well, I don't understand. It's because you didn't, wasn't patient and listen to God. But, you know, we have to be, we have to understand God's will for our lives and what we want and, and what he wants rather and be obedient to the Lord. I mean, you look at Jonah and some of these others in the Bible, you know, they didn't willingly want to go uh, to Nineveh. You know, you look at Nineveh, Nineveh was a pretty evil place. That's one reason why Jonah didn't want to go. And uh, they would hang corpses on the side of their, uh, of their, their uh, kingdom walls there uh, to deter enemies. Uh, they, they would torture people in, 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 in horrible ways. And uh, so Jonah didn't want to go, but uh, he was still was obedient. You know, of course, it took a fish to swallow him <laughs> to get him on the right path, but he's still obedient. And God revealed himself and it changed the, uh, the entire outlook uh, of this town, their perception, their beliefs, and, and how they saw things. And, you know, we have to be obedient. You know, there's uh, years ago, uh, it might have been right before we moved uh, uh, over to Bowmantown. In fact, I'm pretty sure I think we were packing some things up. And the Lord uh, laid on my heart. <clears throat> I mean, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was late at night. And uh, it was on a Friday night or Saturday night. And the Lord laid on my heart to go to downtown Johnson City. That's before they uh, uh, had renovated everything now. Now they've tried to turn it into an, uh, another ashful for all the uh, essential oil-wearing man bun people down there they have now. <laughs> but uh, before that, it was it was pretty rough. And uh, <clears throat> for whatever reason, the Lord laid on my heart to go down to um, uh, down there and hand out uh, tracts and tell others about Jesus Christ. And I was like, man, you know, uh, that's before I owned a gun or anything like that. And, and I was like, Lord, I, I don't you know, was this just a, a fleeting random thought in my head? Is this something you really want me to do? And I kept trying to pack stuff up in a box, and it just it wouldn't let go. It just stayed in my head, you know, you need to go down there. And I'm like, man, Lord, I don't know. It's late. I don't really want to go down there. That's a rough part of town. And uh, I told Brandy, I said, man, the Lord's leading me to, to go down there. And she's like, you don't need to be going down there. It's, it's dangerous. It's too late. And I said, get get away from me, Jezebel. No, I just I didn't say that. I'm just joking. But uh, so I uh, uh, I kept thinking, Lord, is this really? And finally, I was, the, the, the God his his will uh, just overcame me so much that the, the compulsion was more than I could bear and I had to go down there. And uh, I had people laughing at me. I had people look at it, crumple up the, the, the personal savior tracks and throw them in the trash. And, um, and I, I kept trying to tell others about Jesus Christ. I want to tell them about the love of God. And I say, here, I want to give you something. They ask me what it is. I say, well, this is about Jesus Christ and what he come on this earth to do for you. And uh, uh, this is really before I went to, to seminary and done any, had any really formal education. But um, uh, I was there for, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour, something like that, an hour and a half. And uh, and all of a sudden, Lord, as quick as he revealed to me to go down there, it's like I could hear God's voice saying, okay, that's enough. You need to get out of here and go home now. And uh, and that's what I did. It's almost like, okay, you know, it's, it's, God was just wanting to, I almost felt like God was wanting to, you know, using me. I don't testing, if you will, you know, uh, am I going to be obedient when he calls and asks me to do something? And, uh, you know, am I going to be obedient enough to do what he asked me to do, even though it may have been a dangerous situation. And that time of night down there around all those bars and stuff, it, it was dangerous. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of homeless people down there and stuff. And, 
uh, it can be very dangerous, but uh, I praise God that I, I was obedient and I listened. I wish I could say that for every event in my life. I've not always been obedient and I've not always listened because I'm an imperfect person, as every one of us are. But we need to seek God's will out for our lives. He's got a good work he wants to produce within you, and we need to be listen to his will. You know, again, there's God's permissive will. There's God's sovereign will. And uh, so we need to make sure we're seeking out what he wants for our lives. And we're having the proper faith, the proper trust, the proper obedience. And a lot of times, and this is a subject and a topic I hate discussing with a passion because there's so many con artists out there when it comes to pastors. It's like um, that nut job on TV wants to see you the, the, the holy water or whatever it is. He's trying to, uh, you know, con on everybody to make a buck. Uh, you know, but there is, there is importance in tithing, and, and I, you know, whether you tithe at my church or not, I don't, I don't give a rodent's backside. You know, that's between you and God. If you give, fine. If you don't, find out. We we have to trust in God that God's work done God's way will have God's provision. But when you tithe, it's not that you're giving to the pastor, it's that you're giving to the ministry of the church and the outreaches and the benevolence and, and the keeping the lights on, those kind of things. But you're trusting God, you're showing obedience in your tithing. And like I say, I don't like discussing it because the way it's been twisted by so many people and name it, claim it. But, um, you know, we have to, uh, you know, there's been some rough times and patches in mine and Brandy's financial life, and it still ain't the best in the world. And it's my own fault. It's my own doing, getting us in the, the mess that we are in. And, uh, and again, not listening, not praying about it, not, not seeking out the Lord. <clears throat> and when you tithe, you're showing trust. You're showing obedience, that you're doing and demonstrating what God wants you to do and trusting he's going to provide for all your needs. And that's what's something you have to do. And I'm telling you, it's uh, it's not you will get a blessing from it. And I'm telling you, God's going to get his one way or the other. But the main focus point is not tithing today, is seeking out God's will, being obedient, trusting in God, just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just as Moses, just as Daniel, just as Joseph, just as so many people uh, throughout the, the, the history of the Bible uh, that trusted God in the most direst of circumstances. So seek God's will out today. Spend that time in the Word. Spend that time in prayer and see how God can use you in a mighty way in every situation of your life. Let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, give us the proper discernment and the wisdom and seeking you out uh, for our lives. Uh, Lord, let us be used for your glory. Let us always be obedient and trust in you and never second guess what you're leading us uh, in the direction you want us to go. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with this country. Uh, Lord, there are, the wolf is at the door, and they uh, there's so many who want to destroy uh, what this nation holds dear when it comes to God and country and our freedom. And Lord, uh, protect us. Help us, Lord Jesus. And I pray that our president will be reelected and that we'll have a positive outcome. But Lord, no matter what happens, we know that you are sovereign and that you are in control and no one will pay, take the position of president unless you want them there and you have your reasons and we need to trust in that. Lord, I pray peace upon our land. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you will touch the hearts and minds of so many people in this nation and that they will come to know you before it's too late. Lord, please let our 
Police officers know that they are truly loved, they are needed, and they are appreciated. And Lord, uh, I pray that you'll be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix. You bring healing upon her and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and his cousin. And I pray that you will be with Roger Winters and Linda Feathers and David Feathers and Ron and Thelma Thompson. And I pray that you be with Darlene Barker and her family and stepfather. And Lord, I pray that you be with all the prayer requests and concerns. Uh, Lord, the hearts and minds of all those who are watching this morning and that you will be done in each and every situation. Lord, be with our president. Give him the proper wisdom and discernment during these very difficult times. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you will uh, bring protection about him and his family. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, don't forget to join us at Fat Life Bible Church, 118 Julie Lane in Johnson City. And uh, for service time is 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, Sunday morning. 6 p.m. Sunday evening, uh, I will be bringing the online service, and on 7 p.m. Wednesday evening, uh, the online service as well. So be sure to come out and join us this Sunday, and uh, there's no restrictions. We encourage masks. Uh, we encourage uh, social distancing, uh, but um, it's, hey, it's between whatever you feel led to do. So uh, come on out and join us. If you'd like to share these devotions, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77 If you don't do, uh, if your friends or family don't do uh, social media, they can always uh, find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young and watch all the devotions there. And or don't forget, if you haven't already, sign up for the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes free of charge. It's audio only, but you can listen to all the devotions, sermons, and podcasts. And as you're going throughout about your day and working around your house or whatever it is that uh, you may be doing. All right. So everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless. Mm -hmm.